Is God obligated to answer our prayers? Just because we ask Him, now is He bound to do whatever we tell Him? Is He like our own personal ATM or vending machine that we just tell God what to do and and He's obligated to do just because we said so? In this episode of Life 66, I want to teach you seven reasons why God will not answer prayer. This is Pastor Greg Winchlag. I'm glad you joined us. A lot of people think that God is somehow, you know, beholden to us that just because we asked that he's supposed to just bend over backwards and, you know, yes, sir, yes, sir, I'll do whatever you say. Like he's some kind of genie in the bottle and that we've got, you know, power over him or something. You know, God's not obligated to answer any prayer. The reason he answers is because he's a good God. He's a loving father and he's made promises to us. And so he answers based on his nature and on his character. But when just because we say so, it doesn't mean God has to do anything. See, God is a person. And so the relationship with the person has a great deal to do with the answers that we receive when we pray. A lot of people think that God is uh, you know, impersonal and kind of a life force or you know, a higher power of some sort, and that just... He just responds mechanically, you know, kind of, you say he does, kind of Pavlovian type responses. And that's not God at all. God's wise. God has understanding. And just like interpersonal relationships, you know, we don't always do what someone asks us. It depends on the relationship we have, and it depends on the the request as well. But a lot of it depends on the relationship. If my wife asks me for something special, it's, you know, pretty likely she's going to get it. If somebody I don't even know uh, asks me for something special, they may or may not get it. It depends on the request. So it's the relationship that that really determines how God answers prayer. So today I want to talk to you about seven prayers, or rather seven reasons why God will not answer prayer. And these are really important because if we want to hear or to have God answer our prayers, when we go to Him, uh, it's good to understand why He wouldn't. And so we can remove those things out of our lives and then have a a really effective prayer life. So let's jump in. These are seven reasons why God would not answer prayer. Number one, it's real simple, kind of basic, but the prayer that God won't answer is the prayer that we don't pray. James chapter four, verse two says, you do not have because you do not ask. How many of you have ever responded to somebody on Facebook or, or Instagram when someone has shared something really sad or They've shared you know, a need, and have you ever replied with thoughts and prayers? Well, did you even pray after you said that? Or maybe uh, someone has you know, told you something that's, that they're concerned about, and you say, you know, I'll pray for you. Well, did you? You say, how do we expect anything to change if we don't ever even pray? We've got to pray for God to answer prayers. And that sounds so basic and so, you know, just like, are you kidding me? You even made that a point? Well, yeah, because God doesn't just mind read and then then act. He wants to cooperate with us. And so the prayer that's not prayed is the is the the prayer that doesn't get answered. And so instead of saying thoughts and prayers, why don't we really pray? And I think we'd see a lot more um, change in the world if we would do that. I think it was Billy Graham that said, heaven is full of blessings waiting that no one bothered to pray for. And I don't know know about you in my life, I don't want there to be 
unanswered or unused blessings because I never even bothered to pray. Well, let's go to number two. And the next verse in James chapter four, I just read it to you, says, you do not have because you do not ask. But the next verse says, but when you ask, you don't receive because when you ask, you ask with wrong motives that you can spend what you get on your pleasures. So number two is some of us pray, but we're praying selfishly. We pray so that we can get what we want, so that we can, uh, in this passage, spend our uh, the, the the response or spend what we get on ourselves, and it's it's pretty much focused on money there in that particular verse. Um, someone is asking for an increase in money. I'm you know I need more. Well, why do you need more? Well, so I can buy myself some cool new clothes, or I can buy myself this, or I can buy myself that. That uh, God says, well, when you pray with selfish motives, then. It, it's really hard for him to answer that because it's all about you. Prayers that are prayed that have his ideas in mind and his will in mind get answered. Now, that's not to say if you have a need or you you do need to make more money because you're struggling or, or something, you can pray for that. God is a blesser. He's not stingy. He wants to bless you. But when we think me first, then God knows our heart, and that's a problem. I've got a friend who has a son who plays in the NFL, plays for the New York Jets. And he used to say, you know, it was a hard, it was a hard thing to pray that I used to pray really good prayers, good prayers, like God help him to, you know, be safe and not get injured and help him to be, you know, a good witness and to glorify you. But then he said he found himself kind of sliding into the selfish motive type prayer with, and, you know, and God keep him safe, but help him to have 10 catches this game and two touchdowns. And you realize, whoa, hold on, wait a minute. Where are the motives of these kinds of prayers? So watch the motives. You don't have because you don't ask. But when you ask, if you ask with selfish motives, that prayer is not answered as well. Number three, the prayer that's not answered is the prayer that's prayed if you have known sin in your life. In other words, if you're asking God for something, but you've got things in your life that you cherish and that you hold dear, that you know are against what God wants for you, and they're sinful things, then he's not going to answer. Here's what the Bible says in Isaiah 59 too. It says, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. Listen to that verse, that's powerful. It says, God, God hears you. God's able to answer. But because of the garbage in your life, he's not going to answer. His ears shut, closed off. He hears, but he's not responding because you've got to get things in your life right first. Psalm 66, 18 says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, you would not have answered. It's the same principle that we say, God, I know what you want. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. I have these things in my life that I love, and I'm not going to give up. and I'm not going to quit but I still want you to bless me. I still want you to give me what I want. Remember, God's a father. He doesn't. He's not going to respond to us that way. Like a parent who tells his child, clean up your room on Monday, on Tuesday, room's not clean, clean up your room. On Wednesday, clean up your room. On Thursday, clean up your room, still not done. On Friday, still not done. Oh, hey, you know, dad, can I have 20 bucks so I can go out with my friends? What would you do if you're the parent? I know what I do. No, I've told you five days in a row to clean up your room. You didn't do it. And now you want money. You want me to give you a blessing. See, it's the same way with God. 
says you can't play around with him. He's not just some, you know, vending machine. You don't just put your prayer in and get what you want. That he's a person and he cares more about you growing and you being right and 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 integrous more so than even the answers that you ask for. Number four is real similar, and this is simply the prayer that is prayed by someone who is ignoring God's word won't get answered. I'll explain that. In Proverbs chapter one, it says this, since you ignored all of my advice and would not accept my rebuke, then you will call to me and I will not answer. Proverbs 28, nine says something similar. Anyone who turns a deaf ear to the law, even his prayers are detestable. So what that's saying is that if you read the Bible, and the Bible gives you principles, principles about how to manage your money, principles principles about your work ethic, principles about your health, principles about you know many things. And if we ignore those things, but then cry out to God, how's God supposed to answer that when you've ignored all of his advice? Maybe you find yourself you know, struggling physically. And you say, but I practice a lifestyle of, you know, heavy alcoholism. Uh, I'm, you know, tremendously overweight because I've been gluttonous. I never exercise. I never, you know, take care of my body, but I want God to heal me. Well, it's really difficult for God to, you know, run in and do a miracle when you've been ignoring his advice all this time. Now, that's not to say God is not compassionate. And that if you were in a hard time, that that God wouldn't respond. But I think you get the point that when you ignore his word, you ignore his word, you ignore his word. And then when the consequences come from ignoring his word, then you pray for God to do a miracle and it doesn't come. You don't get the answer. And it's not God's fault. It's that you've been ignoring his counsel this whole time. So when when you ignore God's word, those prayers typically don't get answered. Number five, when you pray with a stingy heart toward the needy. A lot of us pray for financial uh, help. We all need it. We all at times struggle with money. And so we ask God to help us. I know I have. There's been times when I've had, you know, uh, you know, low times financially. I need God to, I needed God to help. Well, the Bible says that if you're stingy toward those who are poor and needy, then when you're in that situation, then God really has a hard time answering your prayer. Proverbs 21, 13 says this. If a man shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. That's pretty straightforward. I mean, think about it. Someone is in need and you say, nope, sorry, too bad, buddy. And you just blow them off. See somebody else, nope, sorry, blow them off. And that becomes a habit where you really don't care about helping out others and meeting the needs of others. Well, what happens when it's time for you to have a need? Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, you know, hear me, Lord. Oh, I need some financial blessing. Well, why should he answer yours when the needy person's been crying out and you haven't helped them? You see, it doesn't work that way. God is, is too wise for that. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. This is the sowing and reaping principle out of you know, agriculture. If a farmer sows very little seed, that seed can only produce very little crop. But if you sow a whole field full of seed, then that crop is going to yield much, much more. And so God's saying the same thing. If you are generous, you can expect him to be generous toward you. 
But if you're stingy, then God will be also stingy toward you because it's all about the heart. Prayer is always, always, always about the heart. And this works. You know, I struggle with a lot of things in life and I'm not perfect by any means, but there's one thing I've learned and that's how God's economy works. And so as long as I've remembered, I've been really faithful with uh, the, the offerings that I give to God, with making sure he's first in my finances, our families practice that. And you know, God has given blessing after blessing after blessing because our heart's been right. We're not giving to get. We're not, it's not like a, you know, an investment in that, God, you know, I gave this much, now you owe me you know, 15% back. No, it belongs to God. It's all his. So as we are generous with what he's given us, managing his finances, then he can be generous toward us as well. And so if you want to see you know, God answer your prayers and your finances, then be generous and be a giver. Number six, two more to go. Number six, I pray knowing there is a problem with the relationship I have with someone. That's a prayer that God won't answer, or at least it'll be greatly hindered when you know there's an issue with somebody in your life. You're not doing anything about it. You don't make any effort to make it right, but yet you still want God to bless you. Here's what 1 Peter 3 says. This is in the context of marriage. He says, husbands, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Did you catch that? Now he's talking to husbands, but it works with wives too. It's, it goes both ways. That if we're disrespectful, if we're rude, if we have you know, just bitterness and, and, and ugliness in our marriages and we're not making the attempts to keep it, keep it right and to heal it, then God says, your prayer life is going to be hindered. How can God bless us when we're holding bitterness or we're holding a grudge or we're, we're resistant to giving somebody in our life grace or mercy? How can he give us grace or mercy? Hopefully you're seeing how this is working throughout all of these six so far, that God really answers us based on how we've exercised his character and his nature in relation to other people. Another scripture in Matthew 5 says this, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Imagine this, you're in church and you're worshiping and you're praising, but in the middle of the church service, you realize, oh man, I've got a problem with somebody and I haven't made it right. God says, you might as well just stop right now. Just stop worshiping. It doesn't matter. Go make it right with that person first, then come back. Because that relationship with God is hindered if we're not willing to give grace and mercy to somebody else. Now, that's not to say that it's all up to you on this one. The Bible does say that in it as much, in as much as it is up to you, make every effort to live in peace with everybody. So what that means is, is that sometimes you may have, you know, a conflict with somebody and you tried your best to make it right, but they're just not buying it. They're not going to cooperate. They're mad. They're bitter. They're offended. And so they're not going to reconcile. Well, then really you're off the hook because you've done everything you can do to make it right. And they've got to then, you know, uh, grow softer on their end. But if you know that you've got something in your life uh, with somebody else, there's a conflict, there's some kind of offense, and you haven't made it right, then you need to do that. 
or else your prayers are going to be hindered. Finally, number seven, the prayer that's not answered is a prayer that's prayed with doubt. James 5, or 1, 5 to 7 says, when he asks, a person must believe and not doubt, for the one who doubts should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. This is all about faith and trusting God. Do you trust God when you pray? Or are you just kind of hoping, wishing, maybe sort of, you know, throwing up that last little flare and as a last resort? That kind of prayer typically doesn't get answered. It's the prayer of faith, the prayer that says, God, I know you. I know that you're powerful. I know that you're almighty. I know that you're my father. And I know that you want to give me the best things in life. And I'm trusting you. And we make our request known to him. Those prayers he can answer a lot more readily than the prayers that are you know, on, uh, offered with, with you know extreme amount of doubt. These seven things are really, really important. And we need to find out how we can get these out of our life. This first one's easy. Just start praying. Second one, you got to pray with God's heart and mind, not with your own motives. The third and the fourth one, if you have sin in your life or, you, or you've ignored God's word, it's time to read his word and start following it. The obedient person is the one who gets to response. Just like with my, my kids. When my kids are obedient, and I'll say yes to practically everything because they're, they've been good kids. They've been respectful and obedient to what I've asked them to do. Then I am more than happy to bless them and give them nice things. Same way with God. If there's uh, stinginess in your heart and you're, you're unwilling to help others, then why would God help you? So let's start being generous. Let's start making right relationships. If there's offenses and, and um, you know, just conflicts in your life, let's make them right. And let that way God can bless you too. And let's start praying with faith. Psalm chapter 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, my first prayer uh, should be, God, is there anything in my life that would block me from getting through to you today? Because, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know what, you, uh, what your heart is for me. I want to know your mind. And, uh, and I do have needs. And I, I'd like, you know, I'm asking you, Lord, to meet those because you're the one who can. You know, but I don't want any blockages. So I would ask God, you know, test me. See if there's anything in me and, and let me know, God. Make it clear to me so that I can get it out of my life. That'd be a good thing for you to pray today, to start off that way and ask God to help. I hope this is helpful for you, these seven things. Write them down, put them somewhere where you'll remember them, and uh, make sure when you go to prayer that you do some self-examination and make sure that, that there aren't any blockages on your end. Then you can go to God with boldness, and you can go to Him with, with all kinds of, of courage and confidence because you know that there's nothing standing in the way between you and God. Believe this, He really, really wants to answer your prayers. He's a loving father. What loving father wouldn't want to bless his kids? God wants to bless you too. So I hope this has helped. Thanks for listening to Life 66 and uh, looking forward to talking to you next time.